the volume. Moneyline Monaco is proud to be presented by FanDuel. Never played FanDuel Fantasy before? Great. FanDuel is offering users the chance to play free, no deposit required, with a free entry to an NBA contest. Plus, for those who want to deposit, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with our 20% deposit match. Why do you play on FanDuel? FanDuel Fantasy is an easy-to-use app. Different and unique contests across sports in relation to your skill level compete for top cash payouts and compete against your friends in head-to-head matchups. FanDuel is offering users the chance to play free, no deposit required, with a free entry to an NBA contest. And FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with our 20% deposit match. Go to FanDuel.com forward slash cowherd to sign up today. That is FanDuel.com forward slash cowherd so they know we sent you. FanDuel, more ways to win. Let's go! So, you're a sports fan. That's why you're listening, baby! But if you're considering getting in on the fun of sports gambling, I want to let you know about a great resource, the Action Network. And I'm all over it, like Revis Island! I'm literally 196 and 145. I'm batting 57% over 300 bets on this app. I have nothing but great things to say about it. The Action Network is where fans go when they're ready to bet smarter and turn a profit betting on sports. In fact, their free Action Network app was recently named the best app in sports betting. With the Action app, you can see the latest picks and articles from Action Network gambling experts, as well as personalities like Colin Cowherd, compare odds from different sports books, and track every bet you make so you always know how your picks are doing. So, if the game means more to you, download the free Action Network app and start betting smarter. And feel free to hit me up, because I'll go toe-to-toe with you, baby, any day, any moment, on any sport. Let's go! Another episode of Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco. I'm your host, Alex Monaco, coming off a 2 and one Wednesday and almost a clean sweep if the Lake Show could have covered the 5-5, but that's why we always sprinkle a little on the Moneyline, and that's why they call me Moneyline, baby. Grizzlies, Lakers, plus money parlay. We hope you tailed out there in the AD player prop that seemed 
absolutely no way, no chance of hitting. We hit it and we are all kinds of fired up on a Friday special edition episode. We have a man from the Action Network, a writer, Raheem Palmer, coming up for an exclusive interview. This guy has won thousands of dollars. He has himself a gambling model he uses. I go inside the mind, inside the numbers of how this lad figures out how to continue to stay in the Action Network green. And while we're at it, make sure to tailor fade me on the Action Network. In the last 30 days, I am up plus 10 units on an 88 and 62 run across six sports. We're talking basketball, baseball, UFC, boxing, soccer, NHL. It's just getting started, baby. And if you want to know how locked in I am, not only am I up over 10 units, I picked all four play-in games correctly. Batteries sold separately. Boom. Pace's money line. How you doing? Celtics money line. I'm feeling great. Grizzly Adams did have a beard. I told you Valentunas would have ate him alive. That was well more than an in-and-out double box. It don't bag it. And yes, I had the Lakers minus 5.5, but I also had the Lakers in a parlay with the Grizzlies on the money line. So don't even give me a baby. All four games, all four Ws. The hands up naturally on a Friday. We are fired up. Let's freaking go. Go check out the Volume Sports YouTube channel. Had my good friend Martin Weiss on of the FanDuel family as well. Watching an unbelievable LeBron James game winner. You could not have scripted any better. He got Visine in the eyes and said to himself, ain't no way we ain't high-stepping over Steph Curry game winning three. That is a photo finish if I ever saw one. But hey, forget about the past, baby. It's all about what we do next. So before we get to the exclusive interview with Raheem, I'm going to give you one NBA pick for the weekend. I don't like it. I love it, baby. We're talking McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Give me all of Spike Lee, Ben Stiller, Adam Sandler, every big New York Knicks, Johnny McEnroe energy in the Madison Square building, baby. I am rocking with the New York Knicks on the money line because it's a virtual pick em. Minus 116 on FanDuel versus minus 102 for the Hawks. I don't know how we can't take the New York Knicks for 1,900 different reasons. And hey, Raheem will tell you what a zigzag theory is. And that kind of a series is exactly what this is. Because if you're looking at the series price for this match, it's a coin flip, baby. It's a George Washington or a Tails. Knicks at minus 105. Hawks at minus 115. They're both at about implied odds of just over 52% to win the series. But one of these squads, and it's the New York Knicks, has home court and for the First time since 2013, you already know, back when we weren't talking on Zoom all day, every day, baby, the New York Knicks are back in the playoffs. I believe they're putting in over 12,000 screaming fans into the garden on Sunday. The game is 
Sunday, 4 o'clock Eastern. Nothing better than a Broadway Sunday matinee in Manhattan, baby. It's the four seed versus the five seed. Let's dive in head first. Let's get it. Here's all of the reasons why I love the Knicks. They so wept the season series against Hot Lanta. Three wins, zero losses, and they are led by Julius, most improved player in the league, Randall. He had in the three games against these Hawks, 40 points, not once, two times, twins, Basil, twins against them, and 28 and 17. They beat the Hawks twice by double digits, once by five. And if you're talking Tommy Tibbs, the Penguin defense, this is a top two defense. I know the Lakers ended with the number one overall defense, but if we're talking all around D, the number one squad, in my opinion, and analytically, they are top two. I have to say, the Knicks have the best defense in the league. This is your best defense in the league. Do we need to get NFL with it? Defense wins championships. We're talking about Trey Young, Lou Williams, and keep it going down the line for Hotlanta as a liability on defense. Name me a guy on the Knicks who you don't feel great about playing locked in, locked up defense in this game. And from a betting trend standpoint, the Knicks 22-13-1 against the spread in 36 home games this season. That is well, well over wins to losses in that category. And the Hawks 16-19-1 against the spread in 36 away games this season. So me personally, I look at that. I take it. I couple it with the fact that the Knicks went 3-0 in this series. And Randall, the leader of men, has averaged 37-12 and just under 7 Danny Dimes in the whole three sample size we got. Costco with it against this Hawks team. You're giving us a better defense. You're giving us the home court. The garden in the playoffs is electric. If you are over 25 years old, you remember back to the 90s. This arena is built differently. It's not only the first playoff game for them since 2013. It's the first playoff home game that they're hosting since 2013. They also went on a winning three of their last four games down the stretch to secure the four seed. Come on, baby. We beat the Hawks. We're talking Knicks over the Hawks on an average of 8.7 points in the season. Give me a reason why you like the Hawks. I don't have one. Yeah, they're going to win a couple games in this series. I like the Knicks in the series at minus 105 while we're at it. I like the Knicks on a Sunday matinee. We're going to have Spike Lee going absolutely ballistic on the sideline. Everybody's going to be going nuts. We have a real home court advantage here for the first time in New York in years. If you think they're blowing game one, you're out of your tinsel town mind, Jerry. Give me the Knicks over the Hawks. It is my lock of the day, lock of the weekend. And yes, we got to be patient with it. Bowdy is sensei. Wait all the way to Sunday for it, but it's worth it because the garden's going to be going all in and Randall and Barrett 
I know they haven't been in a playoff series, but neither has Collins, Trey Young, Hunter. This is new guys versus new guys. Go look up Nate McMillan's record in the playoffs. It is embarrassing. He has underperformed in the playoffs year after year after year. It's why the Pacers had the swipe left on him, and I got to go. Led by the best player on the court. Yeah, I said it. Julius Randle on the season 24-10-6. This guy's putting up almost MVP numbers, if I'm not mistaken. All in on the Knicks. Sunday, lock of the pod. Let's get to Raheem Palmer of the Action Network for an exclusive roll up your sleeves, break out your gambling pens, put aside a coffee to you, and get ready to take some notes because this guy gives you some gorgeous nuggets. Enjoy the interview. Hey, golf fans. This weekend, FanDuel was hooking new users up with an instant bonus up to $500 when you make your first fantasy deposit. Just sign up to unlock your deposit bonus. Then use that bonus to play in this weekend's $500,000 PGA Eagle contest where first place takes home $100,000 in cash. I love playing fantasy golf on FanDuel. Easy to play. Pick six of your favorite golfers for your lineup. Only one lineup needed for an entire weekend of action. Easy scoring. Get points for birdies, eagles, etc. And fast payouts. Get paid in as little as 24 hours. But most of all, I love the variety of contests you can enter. Big major contests, but also daily snake draft contests for daily action, final round contests, and many, many more. The field is loaded for this weekend's major championship, which makes for some exciting fantasy golf. So get in on the action and download the FanDuel Fantasy app today and sign up to unlock your instant deposit bonus up to $500. Disclaimer, age and location restrictions apply. The one and only, I called him the jack of all trades before we hopped on the ones and twos. The one and only Raheem Palmer. He's a DJ, a producer, but most importantly for this conversation, he's a writer for the Action Network. We got NBA playoffs fresh off a of LeBron game winner. How we doing, baby? We doing good. I mean, last night we had the under in the Lakers game. You know, that was a pretty easy cash. We took it at 222. It closed at 217. And we got there with ease. So, so when you're we looking didn't have at, to worry about a side. Yeah, when you're looking at over-unders, just just we'll go right into the education here before we start talking a little series and who you like in the playoffs, East and West. Closing line value is, is a thing that a lot of people miss, and you just kind of briefly spoke on it. It opened at 220.5. It closed at 217. So just for our, our listeners, explain the value of jumping on a line early and, and what action does so well, and you're a writer there. And do you ever write about closing line value? Oh, yeah, all the time. I think my, my biggest thing is I have a model. So I have a model that actually spits out a number. And when it spits out a number, the bigger the difference between the discrepancy, the discrepancy between the market and my model, the more I bet. So for that Lakers game, I think it opened 222 my model had a 217. So I'm all over it. And the thing with the thing with totals that you have to understand is that 
it's mostly sharp money on totals because the general public isn't, you know, mostly playing totals like that. So as soon as the market opens at 8 a.m. Eastern time, 7 a.m., 9 a.m., well, you know, for the playoffs, it might be the day before. You want to jump on that total, especially if you like an under or if you – because it's just – it may not be there. Like if you look at, for instance, yesterday's Grizzlies game, that total got pounded down from 225 to about 220. So you got to – you really have to jump on these totals as soon as the market opens. And then, you know, sometimes the public creates inefficiencies in the playoffs. Um, it's, it's almost like the NFL. The NFL is the one sport where the public has their say. But in the NBA playoffs, you start to see the public is betting more and more. So you'll see those inefficiencies from time to time. So you can wait sometimes. So you don't have to go too much into the model. It's your good burger secret sauce over there. But what? When you're like a man like me versus a model, will a man ever beat a model in the world of gambling? It can. I think like have everybody. you did you did you dance as a, a solo guy before not do as well? Now you have a model because I'm an emotional gambler and I'm still batting over, you know, I'm batting about 57%, 350 plus bets in on action across seven sports. So I'm doing all right. But, like, that's not lives. That's not chasing. That's all before games happen. If I was doing lives, I mean, you know, we're visiting the counter more than we like for the L's, not the wins. But, yeah, on the model side, just real quick, because I find that fascinating when guys have them. Is it your personal one? And then also, like, did you do a lot better now? Have you done a lot better now than you have previous? Here's the thing. There's a, there's a quote by a famous statistician. It says, all models are wrong, but some are useful. So, for me – the model is just a tool. It's just another tool in my toolbox. Like, I don't know if you're a big boxing fan, but Floyd Absolutely. Mayweather can come in there and he could fight with the Philly shell. He could fight with the high guard. So I just have another tool that allows me to understand where the number should be. So I'll give you an example. A couple years ago, actually, I say 2013. I don't know if you remember this game. It's an NFL. The Packers played the Bears on week 17. And the winner would win the NFC North. Yes. I had, I, I had $4,000 on the Green Bay Packers minus three and a half. And it came down to the final play. I don't know if you remember, Aaron Rodgers threw the pass to James Jones, and they covered. But I'm watching the game, and I'm like, I'm doing it all wrong. I laid three and a half on the road in a division game. I need to know where the number should be. I need to have some type of quantitative thing because I can watch a game – and here's the thing about the models. When you're using um, stats, the, the model is always on. It sees everything. So I have yeah. a multiple TV setup, and I'm watching all these games, but I'm not going to see everything. The model sees everything. So I combine my handicapping with my model, and that combines everything. It's like a girlfriend, dude. You can't get anything by the model. It sees all. Dude, that's exactly. awesome, man. Um, all right, well, let's get into some NBA talk. Obviously, yesterday, Memphis takes San Antonio. This will be aired on Friday, and so a couple days back, LeBron finds a way to win over GSW, and we got a couple playing games that will be aired already before this does. So let's get into some futures here or some series, do I dare. I'm looking at a, a couple series here. I want to start with Lakers Suns. I'm kind of perplexed that the Lakers are only on FanDuel minus 162 to win the series. Suns are plus 132. Um, are you A, are you a series better? And B, are you shocked at this Suns Lakers opening series line? 
I'm not shocked. I mean, actually, this is not even the opener. William Hill opened last night at minus 300. That's what, so like how is fan? So how is fan? I saw that too, and that's why I was I was perplexed to see this because I'm like, yo, I, I saw the Suns at plus two forty two or something last night. I'm like, what? I mean, here's the thing: the Suns have been one of the best teams all year long. So I mean, there's a lot of profession. I know a lot of professionals who have futures on the Suns. You know, they've been a top five offense and a top five defense. Right. But lately, this team has been slipping. I mean, over the second half of the year, they're just twenty first in defensive rating. Over the last two weeks, they're 25th in defensive rating with a defensive rating of 119. So this team can't stop anybody. So I actually may find myself on the Lakers. I think the biggest thing is that, you know, LeBron starts off these series slow. So they can realistically lose game one and then they win game two. I mean, going into game two, you could find yourself in a situation to where you can get the Lakers at post, close, um, close to even money. So that's another. So thing will you? I, so when you're looking at a series best of seven, Raheem, will you will you wait patiently? Like, do you have a strategy? Maybe not the model per se, but do you have a strategy when it comes to okay, you have it in your head the Lakers are going to oust the Suns, but just like you alluded to, LeBron starts slow. Will you actually bet the Suns game one, knowing that the Lakers may come out in the seven? I've done that before. Like, um. I think the Denver Nuggets played the San Antonio Spurs in 2019. I took the Spurs to win outright in game one, and then I came back and took the, the Nuggets for the series. I got a better price. Now, I don't know if I want to do that here in this specific scenario. I'm still, you know, crunching my numbers. But I do like the – I like the Lakers to win this series. I just I, I just think the, the Suns' defense has slipped so much. They're a young team. No one else but Chris Paul really and, – and Jay Crowder really has playoff experience on this team. And right. – I think that I think that the Lakers can really cause problems for Devin Booker. I think that the Lakers are too big inside. So I'm gonna be on the Lakers. All right. Well, let's jump to the championship odds here. Nets plus 210, Lakers plus 460, Clippers, interestingly enough. I don't say interestingly enough, but plus 600. To me, I feel like if there is a dark horse, it could be the clip show out of anyone in the East or West getting to the mm-hmm. dance and taking the ship. What say you on the NBA championship futures? It, it, are you sticking the Lakers nets? That's what I had the exact championship. What, what, what is your inkling here right before we get into the NBA playoff weekend? So Bradley? I'm glad you asked me this question because I actually took the Clippers at plus 700 back in February. I love the Clippers this year. Like a lot of people were high on the Clippers last year. I wasn't, I'm not a big fan of doc rivers. I'm from Philadelphia. But I'm not a big fan of him at all. I think Ty, Ty Lue was a huge upgrade over him. You got to understand, this team is first in three-point field goal percentage. They're shooting 41% from three. They have a top-five offense, top-five defense. They can get, you know, they can they can make tough shots because Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are two of the top mid-range shooters in the game. This year, unlike with Doc, Doc Rivers, they passed the ball more. They got four different wings. They got Kawhi, Paul George, Marcus Morris, they got Nick Batum and Terrence Mann has become a thing. So they can, they can cause problems on both ends of the floor. And I think more importantly, unlike last year, they got rid of their two biggest defensive um, deficiencies. That's Montrez Harrell and Lou Williams. I didn't like them last year because of those two, because with those two on the floor, they can't guard anybody, despite having Paul, um, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. So I think you get rid of those two, you get a better coach, you, you move the ball more. 
they're they're allowed to win the championship and they're going to be a favorite against any other team besides the Lakers. And that's a pick them series. And how do you feel if the Lakers dance against the Clippers? Obviously, they they allegedly threw those games to set them up so they don't see them till the Western Conference final, which was interesting. But if it does end up being those two dancing seven games potentially at the Staples Center, how, how are you feeling about that? You just, you're just going to stick to like, is this I guess I throw a more uh, widespread on this question. If you have a futures like the clip show at plus 700, will you will you hedge to some degree if you're watching what your eyes are seeing or are you a guy that sticks to your futures bet? I actually, I mean, in this, this scenario, I actually have futures on the Lakers as well. I took the Lakers plus uh, 550 about a week and a half ago because I knew that the price wouldn't get better than that. So in my eyes, I have the two best teams in the conference getting plus money to make the NBA Finals. Now, me, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm a little bit aggressive. Like, if I have something, I might add more. Now, I'm fortunate in this. I'm fortunate in this situation to have futures on both teams who I believe are going to make the Western Conference Finals. But, you know, one of my biggest bets of my life was – the 2019 Eastern Conference Finals between the Toronto Raptors and the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks went up 2-0, and I started betting the shit out of, <laughs> out of the Toronto Raptors. Like, I took the Raptors plus 600 to win the, to, to win the Eastern Conference Finals. I bet them game three. Then I came back and bet them plus 400 to win the Eastern Conference Finals. Then I bet them game four, game five, game six, all money lines and spreads. So oh it's like – when I like something, I'm gonna I'm gonna pretty much open up. <laughs> so where are you on the live betting? Because that's to me, you know, you can cap a game, getting back to know games to ga- game to game here. Uh, to me, like I-, I thought, like the Spurs getting creamed in the first quarter. You could have nabbed them in the first half the other night, plus sixteen and a half in the first half against the Grizzlies. We all know the basketball NBA is a game of runs. Do you have any method to your madness with live betting? And do you live bet at all? I do live bet. Um, actually, I, I think I just got, I got limited in one of my accounts because I was live betting so much. I think I love it. one of the things that I don't think they've necessarily fixed a lot of the inefficiencies. Like you said, the Spurs, you could have got them plus 16 in the first half and you knew they were going to come back. Like the Grizzlies are a team who's been known for coughing up leads. They coughed up a 14-point lead to the Nuggets without Jamal Murray a couple of weeks ago and with four minutes left in the fourth. They lost a, a they lost they they were up two against the Mavericks with the ball, shooting free throws and lost in regulation to the Mavericks. So it, I mean the swings of these NBA games, especially now with the three-point shot, you know, a team will get up 15, 20 points, start jacking some threes, and next thing you know, it's a 10 five-point game. So I always recommend live betting. And then even for a game like tonight's game, for instance, the Wizards and the Pacers. At some point, the Pacers may be up in this game and you can get the Wizards at a better price. Like, I just think there's very few games to where NBA teams are winning wire to wire. So you have to have live betting in your arsenal. And from an over-under perspective, Raheem, the writer for the Action Network, DJ producer on with me here, Alex Monaco, Sports Gambling Moneyline Monaco, do you feel like the totals, do you lean under in playoff games? Like, I had a, I had a feeling, I mean, the only under I've really seen outside of last night 
that I felt comfortable with was Memphis Spurs. Are we past the era of, you know, I, I don't want to date you. I'm, I'm um, a 90s baby. I remember when the Heat and the Knicks would go 92-88. There'd be five bloody noses and they wouldn't even sniff 200 together. Do you feel like in today's NBA or this playoffs particularly, are you an under sky more or are you an over sky just based off style of play? Do you have any just nuggets for us out there listening to, to get better on the over under since you nailed one last night? Oh yeah. I'm definitely an under guy. I mean, when you look at the last three seasons, playoff unders are 132, 112 and four, that's 54.1%. Now, obviously you need your break even rate on 110 bets is 52.38%. So you can't blindly bet all these, but if you blindly bet all these for the last three years, you're profitable. Now you take a guy like LeBron James, for instance, he slows down the pace. Like there's very few games where LeBron is going to, you know, be up and down the court in a playoff series. So I think you have to take that into account. And, you know, teams are playing harder defense, especially as it goes, as we go late into the series, when, you know, all these teams have made their adjustments. They play, you know, each other enough. They know each other. They're tired. That's when the unders start coming in, especially game seven. Absolutely. In the NFL, we love to talk about quarterback versus quarterbacks, even though they're not on the field at the same time. We love to talk about coaches versus coaches. Where are you on head coaches and strategy? Like for me, I looked at Scotty Brooks the other night going against – the the Celtics, I'm like, all right, Brad Stevens is 37 and 36 in the playoffs all time. Scotty Brooks is 12 and 22. He had three Hall of Famers. He literally botched it. I feel like the guy can't coach in the playoffs. I got all egotistical about it. I looked great taking the Celtics in a pick em. Do you have any method to your madness when it comes to coaches and strategy? I know you just said Doc Rivers wasn't your guy. You like the Clippers more now because of Ty Lue. In these series, I mean, the NBA playoffs is a marathon. Is there a coach this year or – in general, coaching coaches versus coaches, do you ever look at that in terms of strategy when you're making your series picks or game to game? Oh, without a doubt. And I think the series that jumps out to everybody or should jump out to everybody is the Miami Heat versus the Milwaukee Bucks. You yeah. know, Coach Mike Bootenhoser, he's known for, you know, really Blowing struggling it? to play. No, his, <laughs> he's not really playing his optimal lineups. So last year, the last couple, the Bucks in the last couple of years, they were a very deep team. So you see Giannis only playing like 35 minutes in a playoff game, and you're like, what the hell is going on? And they're playing like DiVincenzo and all these guys who probably shouldn't be playing with the starters. And so I'm, I have my eye on that. And then Eric Spoelstra is like one of the best coaches in the league. You know, LeBron gave him a hard time with the big three, but the best decision that Pat Riley did was keeping him on board because he can make adjustments. I like the Bucks in this series, but I think Budenholzer is going to be a little bit better than he was in years past because he's this team's not as deep as they were before. So I think he's going to be forced to play some of those optimal lineups. And then I think the biggest problem with the Bucks is they're really just they've been struggling with guarding the three, and I think they've been trying to work that out all year. But that's a matchup I have my eye on. Like if if, if I see that Budenholzer isn't making the correct moves, I may find myself switching back to the Heat. And will you tread a little more lightly when it's a Nate McMillan going in with the Hawks and, you know, the Trey Youngs, the the DeAndre Hunters, guys that haven't even been to the playoffs or even in that same series on the other side, Tommy Tibbs. Of course, he's got Taj Gibson and D. Rose with him, but Julius Randle, 
RJ Barrett, guys haven't made the playoffs yet in their career. When you're looking at a series like that, and I do want to talk East here before I let you go, Knicks are minus 105, Hawks are minus 115 in the series. So in a dance like that in the first round where there's so many new guys and new coaches for those squads, first time in the playoffs, that is, how do you look at that strategy? And does your model ever speak on, on that kind of intangibles? You know, one of the biggest um, angles to bet in the NBA playoffs for years has been the zigzag theory. This is the perfect series for that because... Give me the zigzag theory. Give us the zigzag theory. <laughs> so the zigzag theory is, let's just say the Knicks win game one. You come back and take the Hawks the next game and okay. so on and so on. So it's just like, I mean, you look at these two teams, they both have coaches who struggled in the playoffs. Like Nate McMillan is an abysmal 17 and 36 in the playoffs. He's oh. just won one of his nine series and then in his last 13 games he's just one in 12 now i like this hawks team i think they're, they're really really solid but like you said all of them are young trey young john collins bogdanovich deandre hunter cam reddish they're 22 23 28 23 and 21 and none of them have playoff experience the guys on that team who have playoff experience are bench guys other than clint capella um right. so it's lou williams and danilo, danilo gallinari you look at the knicks Tom Thibodeau, his teams, they play so intense and so hard during the regular season that when they go to the playoffs, they can't really rise to another level. They play at the same level. So I think this is a series in which I actually like it to go seven games. I think they have seven games at plus 200. You can take that. Or what you could do is you could take the Knicks to win in seven and the Hawks to win in seven at plus 460. And you could basically get that at like plus 360 or so. I love it. All right. Eastern Conference. You said you're from Philly. I'm looking at it. Obviously, we got the Nets as the favorite, plus 105. Sixers right there at plus 270. Bucks third in the race at plus 350. And then it gets scary in terms of heat, plus 1300 and beyond. It really looks like a three-horse race in the East. Is there value to you in the Sixers plus 270? I know you said you don't love Doc. I mean, are you liking what he's doing this year? And then we talked a little bit about Boonehoser and the and the Bucks. Do you see, if you're out there saying to yourself, the Nets aren't just all the way there. They've had so, many, so few games with their big three. Of course, Blake Griffin's still in the mix. They haven't even all played together. Is there value? And are you even marinating and flirting with anyone to win the East outside of the Nets? There's value for one reason. I'm big on the cumulative impact of previous series. So the, the Bucks right now, they're going to have to face the Miami Heat, probably the Brooklyn Nets in the second round, and then the Sixers. So that automatically takes them out. Now, if you look at the 2016 Western Conference playoff picture, the Oklahoma City Thunder, they beat a 67-win Spurs team and then had to play the 73-9 and nine Warriors just to get to the finals. That's a hard role. Like, a lot of teams just don't do that. So I always look at the fact that if the Golden State Warriors didn't have to play the Thunder and go into a seven-game series, they probably beat the Cavaliers that year. Right. So that cumulative impact really means a lot. And the Bucks and the Nets are going to have to play each other in the second round, while the Sixers are probably going to have to – they're going to have to play one of the weaker teams. And I think there's a there's a hierarchy in the East. There's three teams. We're all looking at the Nets, the Bucks, and the Sixers. So if the Sixers only have to play one of those teams, I think that's where the value lies. Now, the one thing I will say is that 
the Sixers don't have a lot of on-ball creators in the half court, and that's what you need for a playoff series. And then MB struggles with the double team. So if you double MB, he's going to struggle to kick it out the shooters. But if you're telling me that the Bucks and the Nets are going to have a seven-game series and they have to play the Sixers, I think you have an impact. I actually, um, I wrote an article on the Action Network last year about teams and how they perform after a seven-game series, and Ooh. it's pretty damning. Um, I gotta check that I mean? out, man. Yeah, I can. I can actually send that to you. It's 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 very damning on how teams perform in Game One after a seven-game series and the series in total. And that's it's why a hang- actually, It's a hangover game, right? It's a drop-off. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's, 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 it's like I, I think you're you're hitting like. 60% just fading those teams. Man. All right. Just a couple more questions for you. Then I'll, I'll get you out of here. I, I got to get who you have in. I know you're, you're dancing with the Clippers and the Lakers in futures. If you were to, if you were to say right now who the NBA finals is, the two teams, one from the East, one from the West, you know, you don't have to say you're putting money on it, but if you had an inkling and you wanted to throw one out there, what do you think happens? And then if you won, you can say as a fan, what do you want to see? I think we all want to see Nets versus Lakers. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, that's the box office thing. We all want to see KD versus um, LeBron James. We all want to see Kyrie at the biggest stage, Harden at the biggest stage. That's what we all want to see. I think the Lakers are going to make it. I'm, I'm going to be honest. They, they've had a top 10 defense all year, despite the injuries to Anthony Davis and LeBron James. I think the Nets... See, I'm struggling with it because I might find myself on the Bucks in the second round. Really? Because, yeah, because, you know, I watched those games between the Bucks and the Nets, and they really had no answer for Giannis Antetokounmpo. The thing that Giannis struggled with the, over the last couple of years is he played two top 10 defenses. He played the, the Raptors, who could build a wall with Kawhi Leonard and Pascal Siakam and, and Marc Gasol. And then he played a, a Miami Heat team who had Bam and Jimmy. The Nets don't have that. And so I think the Bucs are really live there. So so you got a ball, and if it ends up being Bucks lakers which way would you lean? I'm going to go with the Lakers. Okay. I, I, just, I, I, just, I, I just can't bet against LeBron right now. I think he's kind of over – he's being overdramatic at this point. <laughs> like he's trying <laughs> to build a narrative. Actor of the year, that was great. But I, I just think – it's his time, man. Do you, do you have do Lakers. you have for us if it wasn't the Lakers or the Clippers, anyone out of the West? Just a long shot. It, is it a there a world where the Jazz get there? Is there a world where CP3 leads the Suns, starting with obviously Everest going against the Lakers series one? There's a world where the Jazz gets there. I think the biggest thing with the Jazz is because they they make 17 threes a game. Right. They have multiple ball creators and Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley. They have probably the best defensive center in the league and Rudy Gobert. They have their weaknesses. Now I, I think the biggest reason why I don't like the jazz too much is I think their wing play is, is lacking. I think if the, if the jazz play the Clippers having Royce O'Neal and Bogdanovich versus Kawhi Leonard and PG, it's just not, it doesn't hold weight. <laughs> But no, I, I, I think they're I think they're live. I think they're live against anybody. So all right. Well, I'll get you out of here with this. It could be a good beat or a Scotty Van bad beat. I know you mentioned the all-time four racks on minus three and a half covering at the last play with the with the NFC North on the line years ago. 
Do you have anything that tops that? I would love to hear an all-time parlay, an all-time cover. I mean, that's pretty all-time, A-Raj to James Jones to cover at the end. Anything that tops that that we can listen to for better or for worse on your way out here? My, my favorite one is, so I was in attendance for game six of the 2013 finals when Ray Allen hit the shot. What? I had a futures bet on the Miami Heat. Ah. I was on the... I was on the hundred level. I was right behind the Spurs basket. So people were literally leaving. Like, what? I think when That's this, so Miami, this, dude, God, it, it was so, I'm going to tell you how crazy it was. The usher said, I'm going to see you next year. That's what he's like. The usher came up to us and was like, yeah, I'll see y'all next year. And people was rolling. And I had my futures better on the Miami heat. And I was like, look, I paid good money for these tickets. <laughs> And pay good money for my futures. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to watch this whole thing, even if it means the Spurs, I'm watching the Spurs get the trophy. And obviously, you see them pull the trophy out. And then, you know, LeBron hits the first three. They miss the free throws. Ray Allen hits the game tying three. And it just goes ape shit. <laughs> Bro, I cannot believe you were there for that game and you had a heat futures. <laughs> The yeah. man stayed in and believed, baby, to the end. <laughs> Raheem Palmer, thank you for joining me, man. Hey, where can we check you out? I know you're spinning on the ones and twos as well. Where can we listen to your music? Are you playing it all where you're living? Anything I'm, you actually, I'm, I'm actually not spinning right now. I'm so focused on betting right now. And my job with the Action Network, we've been like we, we've been doing betcast with the NBA League Pass. So you can catch me on there when we're – like probably next season because I think we did our last betcast of the season. But, I mean, I'm on podcast with the Action Network. You can check me out. My Twitter is D-J-R-T-O-D-A-I-Z-Z-A. That's D-J-R to the Izzy. I probably won't be doing too much DJing. I'm so into the sports gambling. And, you know, I'm kind of, you know, I'm getting my name up there and, you know, building a fan base there. So I'm enjoying this. Hey, Raheem, thanks for joining me, man. I'll be absolutely following you, following picks. Uh, glad to make another friend in the world of sports gambling, man. Thanks for coming on with us. Raheem Palmer no, of the Action honor. Network. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. about does it for another episode of Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco? Big ups to Raheem Palmer of the Action Network. I'll be tailing this guy all freaking playoffs, baby. Learning about closing line value. Learning about what a model looks like over a man trying to beat Vegas that wasn't built off losers. Understanding, timing, futures, all of it. Hope you got one or three things at the very least from that pod. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review if you enjoyed yourself. We appreciate every single one of you. It takes a village. Happy Friday. Crack a beverage, but make sure you get your work done first. Shout out the Brums on the ones and twos. The guy is killing it in the lab. You enjoy your weekend. Don't forget to hug your mother. I'm out.